0: Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding-obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Betches Brides. I'm your co-host, Nicole Pellegrino, and I am here today with Meg Morton of Meg's Marvels Photography. Meg, Hi guys. so excited to have you. <laughs> um. Quick background, we are doing this whole episode about elopements and intimate weddings. Um, I gotta say, if you had told me that we would be doing an episode about elopements last year, if you had told me that, I would have been like, I don't believe you. Because I, but all of a sudden, I mean, literally, we have gotten so many questions from our bride's audience on Instagram, our listeners for our podcast, everywhere about elopement weddings and what all goes into them and what even are they and you know everything about intimate weddings so of course we went to our Instagram audience asked them for uh, people who they thought would be good for this and Meg you came highly recommended by many (laughs) of our audience members so first of all before we get into all the things about elopements can you tell me about you I know uh you know on your Instagram it says you're an elopement photographer Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my name is Meg. Hi, everybody. Um, I
2: am a wedding and elopement photographer based in Northern California in the Bay Area. Um, And so over the past few years, I've kind of started specializing more into elopements and small weddings because I found that I just really, really loved them. Um, They're definitely a different dynamic than big weddings. Um, So it's been really fun to kind of jump in there. Um, I've been a photographer for... I think close to four years going on five. Um, So I've kind of taken over the role a little bit, like in elopements and small weddings. Um, Couples usually don't have as much of a framework kind of as um, brides do with bigger weddings. So I've kind of taken over the little role of like um, elopement timeline planner and photographer and kind of mixed that all together. And I've been just kind of figuring it out as I go. Um, And it's really wonderful.
1: Part of the reason I was like, we need to talk to her for this is because I thought it was so interesting how you, and I saw a couple other vendors do this too, but how you really brand yourself as an elopement specializing photographer, which I think that's probably something other vendors in 2020 especially have started to do it's like you like you said it's different than a traditional large wedding and it and people don't always have that framework and I just liked how you will will tell everybody (laughs) where to find you in the end but you had uh really great resources on your Instagram like an elopement guide and stuff and all these Mm how-tos so excited to get into those today so first of all Kind of just like for those that don't know, a.k.a. like myself these days, um, what (laughs) what even is an elopement? Like, I know there's so many different types of weddings. There's a micro wedding. There's, you know, a mini-money. What is an elopement?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I didn't. In our industry, in the wedding industry, everyone kind of has an idea of what elopements are, but I didn't realize that the general population um, Mm -hmm. still kind of thinks of elopements as, you know, running away, secretly getting married, heading off to Vegas, like not telling your family. It has changed a lot. So kind of the way I like to describe like a modern day elopement um, is it's usually a wedding day that's a little more intimate, um, usually with just the couple or a couple of their like close friends or family members that really focuses on them and the experience. So it takes some of the traditions of like, um, you know, a bigger wedding, like um, you definitely still have the ceremony, you definitely still read vows, some couples still host dinner and things like that with a smaller group. But it just opens up a lot more possibilities to couples to be able to like travel or like Mm -hmm. um, I have a lot of adventurous couples. So like do a wedding day hike. if that's something they love to do together? Bring their dog along, um, go kind of like all over the world, do things that you probably wouldn't be able to do when you're entertaining 150 plus guests. So um, that's kind of, yeah, (laughs) in a nutshell.
1: That's such a good point. I feel like like if like back in the day we used to literally I, when you said the word elopement I pictured Vegas wedding quickly not <laughs> telling anybody. But nowadays as we're seeing especially with you know vendors like yourself, it's it's still a wedding but it's more it, it's still a planned thing but it's also like you said the benefits of it are just you kind of get to make it more customized and intimate. To yourself like mm-hmm. and that's something it's funny because our listeners know like I'm postponing my large traditional wedding oh to yeah. Next year. yeah I'm oh. I am a corona bride so yeah oh sorry um, <laughs> thank you thank you at this point it's like I don't I don't even care anymore but um mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about eloping eloping instead and I know a lot of people are mm-hmm. doing the elopement ceremony this year celebration next year we had thought about that but then in my head I was like oh, you know, I still, I still have to plan that though. Like I still would want mm-hmm. it to be like somewhat of a planned thing. I can't just like grab my fiance and go. Um, so that's yeah. just really interesting how it's changed so much, but kind of going off of that, like what are like kind of just the key things, the basics that somebody needs to elope, somebody who's thinking about eloping, like what, where should they start and what do they need? I would say kind of the best place to start um.
2: I always recommend, and I have like a little guide on my site that kind of starts this way: is just like kind of brainstorming. The biggest things you need are your where, where you're going to elope, and mm-hmm. when you're going to do it. So usually with elopements, um, it's not like you have to pick a Saturday to work with everybody's schedule. You can kind of like pick a time frame. Like, hey, I want to get married next fall, um, and then from there you can figure out like where do I want to do it? Do I because with elopements and things, I mean, they're not all like adventurous outdoorsy things. So you could say, do I want to get married in a national park? Do I want to get married in the city and still have like great dinner? Is there a venue locally that I love that would host like me and like five of my family members? I think those are kind of the biggest things to start is figuring out when and where. Um, And then there's a lot of like kind of openness from there. Um, So kind of figuring out who your vendors are Um, and then figuring out what you want your day to look like. Since you don't have kind of the constraints of a typical wedding day, you know, it's not always as structured as like ceremony, cocktail hour, reception, dancing, Um, then kind of figuring out what you want that to
1: look like and what you want that experience to be. Is there a typical like run of show, if you will? I like do events for batches, so (laughs) in terms of events. Um, Is there a typical kind of elopement day run of show? Like, you know, I guess, I guess the bride's, bride doesn't always have her whole bridal party to get ready with but does she still kind of like do you see that couples that you work with do they still have a hair and makeup artist and do they still do a first look and things like that or yeah I um i would say there's a lot of flexibility from couple to couple
2: um everyone with an elopement day a lot of times i see people kind of prioritize what's most important to them but typically kind of like how you start out your elopement day um i always recommend you know, I loved um, my hair and makeup artist at our wedding and everything like that. So I always recommend kind of starting that day off, maybe getting your hair and makeup done because it's a really nice way to feel pampered and still like putting importance onto those getting ready moments. So some couples do decide to elope just the two of them. Some will bring along some close friends or some family and those moments can still be really sweet, whether it's like your partner's helping you kind of get ready, get into your dress, um, kind of like start off the day. Um, oh, or
1: you have your loved fun. ones there. <laughs> yeah. I've Mike would be like, what? How that? do I button this dress up? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's fun. I love that. And it, we've seen couples do that too. Like I know um you you just made me think of Elaine Weltroth. She's like was the former editor in chief of Teen Vogue. She's an amazing mm-hmm. woman, um, done a bunch of other stuff. She had this really cool, like, Brooklyn soup wedding in the pandemic. Um, <gasps> I saw that. It was yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> and and I think she got ready. I think she got ready. I don't want, don't call me on this. But I think she, like, got ready with her fiancé. And, like, they made it their own. Like, that's, and I feel like that that example is just, like, the prime example of a intimate wedding. And when we say elopements mm-hmm. versus intimate weddings, forgive me if this is a dumb question with this. <laughs> no worries. But, is that, are they kind of the same thing? I kind of use the
2: words interchangeably. Um, oh. I mean, it's kind of a tough line. Um, usually the, if you're keeping it pretty small, like 10 to 15, I still kind of consider it an elopement. Um, right, right. But I guess there are some some differences just in the way you structure your day and kind of plan it. Um, no. So when I say elopements, I kind of mean like a little range of like, you know, zero people to 20. Um,
1: right, right. Okay, I feel like that's also a mini money these days. We're gonna have to do. I don't know, they all cross borders. They're all like kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who invented this language, but we're gonna have to uh, find out the exact definition <laughs> something.
0: Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Okay. So say you're a couple, you've decided, yes, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you mentioned hiring vendors for elopements, which is interesting to me because I feel like we've also seen some couples that literally they're like, yep, it's just me, my fiance. And we had a little cake and took some, fo- my sister took some photos and it was fun. And that's like, that's like true, just like you did the, you you had a marriage license from the state, you got married legally mm-hmm. and you celebrated it. But for those that want to, most of the listeners that requested this episode that want to kind of like plan and, and make it a special thing, mm-hmm. which vendors should they hire at all? Kind of who do you think is the most needed and where should they start with getting them? Yeah, Definitely. Um, so I would say if you're looking at picking
2: out vendors, obviously you have to talk to your partner, um, about what the most important things for you guys to invest in. Usually, um, just to kind of start listing off just like a few vendors, um, that people typically hire, um, usually an officiant, someone to actually marry you, um, is helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. a photographer, videographer to capture it, especially since, um, you don't have anyone else with their iPhones there to capture it. You want to make sure yeah. you have a way to document it and share it with friends and family later on and revisit it later on. Um, things like florists, we talked about hair and makeup artists. Um, you can also hire stylists so you can have like a really beautiful day, like a beautiful sweetheart table or ceremony setup. Um, you can still hire a planner. Um, just because a lot of people are kind of traveling and figuring things out if you want to kind of like toss away some of the um planning of it kind of give them a few ideas they can kind of pull things together together for you and then um, are there
1: ever photographers (laughs) or other vendors for small weddings like this that kind of also do the planning Mm -hmm. yeah so
2: especially i think as elopements have gotten more popular um, a lot of times your photographer kind of um, and not all photographers but um, a lot of times photographers kind of step into that planning rule since they mm-hmm. um, have a lot of knowledge about like timelines and the flow of the day and things they've seen um, so they don't necessarily like like a planner, they don't necessarily book things for you, um, right. but they can give you recommendations on vendors and who to hire. Right. I recommend hiring probably your like either a stylist coordinator or a photographer or videographer first, since they'll probably have the most input and be the most helpful to you and mm-hmm. kind of be able to fill in the blanks if you want to beautify the day with like a florist, a hair, and makeup artist. Usually they can um, provide recommendations for locations totally. that they're pretty familiar with.
1: Totally, I feel like too. Like the photographer's role often is like wrangling, like you said, they they mm-hmm. know the timeline, so they're kind of wrangling people. And I, it's funny because I I've said this before on the podcast. I used to be like anti like help. I like when starting to plan <laughs> my wedding, I was like, I don't think I need a planner. Like I don't need the photographer there the whole time. Like I can do this myself. But as I started planning more, I was like, A, I'm not anti help. Please help me. And B. Um, you, you, you realize like, as you're planning, you don't want to be like futzing around with the little details on your big day, whether it's, Mm -mm. I guess, whether it's, you know, a 20 or less person ceremony wedding type Mm -hmm. thing an elopement wedding or, or a big wedding, you don't. So help is, help is a good thing.
2: Definitely. Um, We, we eloped, um, we had, me and my husband, we had a, we read our vows in Hawaii, um, back before the pandemic started in January, um, and we actually hired um, a stylist team, and they helped um, us oh, cool. with vendors. They set up like um, a like a beach lunch picnic and a like nighttime um, kind of like dinner, so that way we were kind of treated on our day, like someone was there to take care of us and oh, made I it beautiful, that. and they picked up food, And so just because you're eloping doesn't mean you don't like deserve to be spoiled. So that's something that like would kind of help build up your day. That's like, you know, kind of a situation where you'd want to have like a stylist or a coordinator somebody to kind of just help fill in those blanks, especially if you don't have friends or family around to kind of um, for sure, those little things.
1: And I think it depends to like the type, like we said, if you're if it's literally just you and your fiance going on a hike together and then like mm-hmm. uh, signing paper or get having an officiant marry you then maybe you don't need a full-on team to help but if you do yeah. want it to kind of have a similar structure and you do have guests coming then yeah you you want to be pampered a little I mean I think you want to be pampered regardless but <laughs> definitely but yeah um so kind of going off of that um Who do like, I guess for typical or maybe for you and your husbands, I didn't know you guys eloped. So that's really exciting. (laughs) Congrats. But for typical elopement weddings, like, who do you see is typically invited? Is it the immediate family? Is it bridal parties? Mm -hmm. What does that kind of look like? So
2: A lot of this is tough because every couple who decides to elope or have a small wedding kind of does things a little bit differently based on those um, kind of who are around them. Um, I see a lot of couples who elope just the two of them just to kind of have the ease of just spending the day together and not having to kind of worry about entertaining and, um, you know, making sure the people around them are kind of taken care of. Um, But a lot of times, I think the most common thing I see is for couples to elope with just their immediate families um, Mm -hmm. or just, you know, their one reason to elope is not everybody is super close with their families. Um, You know, just because you're related by blood doesn't mean that they um, are the most important people in your life are the people you want to kind of witness something so special. Um, So I've seen also seen weddings where people just bring along a handful of their like closest friends that are basically, you know, family to them. Yeah. Um, So
1: do you have to have a witness? I know in some states, like I think in Colorado, we had a submission from a, um, a couple who got married in Colorado and you could have your dog as your witness (laughs) that's amazing I know they they had the dog like sign I don't know I really think they had the dog like sign a paper as the witness Um, amazing (laughs) great and a lot of people were like wow I'm moving to Colorado to have that and that's like perfect for the the couple that literally just wants it to be them I think I think they had to have an officiant. The dog couldn't like officiant. (laughs) (laughs) We're placing a lot of responsibility on dogs these days. Um, But at least like, so you're in California. Do you know in California, do you have to have like a witness or? um, Um, There's certain,
2: and I know a lot of um, officiants have been recommending this with COVID, um, but there's a type of um, wedding certificate, wedding. Yes, I've heard of that. Um, that is, that is private. Like it's non-disclosed. Like nobody can go in and like, look it up. And so you don't need a witness if you do that. But a lot of times if you have like a photographer along, um, usually I've signed as witnesses, um, for lots of people's weddings or, um, you know, even if they have one or yeah. two friends they want to bring along, is kind of an excuse to you know bring one or two people that they love. Well, um, you know, maybe leaving some other people at home.
1: Right. Um, that can... I bet. Now that I'm thinking of it, people probably get married before, like, by the state, because mm-hmm. that's what I know people do for large weddings up here. You get the marriage license first. You bring a witness to you with with you to the courthouse, get them to sign or whatever as your witness, and then you have the wedding. So maybe. Maybe people are getting like pre-married legally with yeah. and then having these ceremonies too. That's
2: pretty common. You'll see that a lot, especially in couples who are traveling for allotments. They will get legally married ahead of time just to get all the paperwork, everything set up, especially if they don't want to have to worry about finding an officiant while they're out. Um, mm-hmm. And then they... The elopement is still their wedding day, but usually they won't have like the official ceremony. But maybe they'll read vows. Um, I've seen really, really sweet things where they they'll even have like their vow books, um, and they'll like talk through the ceremony together, um, even if they're already legally married, just so they can kind of have that experience together too. Oh, cute. Um, which I think is really sweet. It just saves some logistics.
1: Yeah. Oh, I like that. I. You know what I think we're finding out truly like. Anything having to do with weddings in 2020 has become, like, there really are no rules anymore. There's Mm -hmm. no traditional standard that you have to follow. Like, if you can invent your own little ceremony for an elopement, is there anything you've seen as an elopement photographer? Like, anything out there or just very different that you've seen couples do? Like, that's kind of unique to them? Like, Um, like in terms... Like in terms of just the elopement in general, like like you mentioned hike, have you seen like them do, I don't know, just like what's the coolest elopement <laughs> you've <laughs> photographed, I guess? Oh, man. So I mean, one one
2: thing I will throw in here just real quick is, um you know, elopements, a lot of times they're pretty intentional people who decide to do them, um, decide to do them because it really fits who they are and kind of how they want to have their wedding day, um, especially, I guess this kind of like goes into your question is um when you're planning elopement you have a lot more time on the day to kind of figure out what you want to do and kind of plan things you love to do with your significant other um so for example um like I do a lot of work in national parks so I've had Mm -hmm. um couples hike up waterfalls for the first time um with their family um their family's first time seeing the waterfall um I've done elopements where we're hiking along kind of like the edge of some mesas and um just cool. watching the sunset and climbing around the rocks and things like that.
1: Do um, you have to hike up the things that they want to go with them? <laughs> that's kind yes, of amazing. But,
2: you have a cool job. But I enjoy it. So yeah. it's, it's pretty fun sometimes to be like, oh, I'm getting paid to like go climb around yeah. in Moab or um, hike out. around in Yosemite or whatever. Um, yeah, that's but, so
1: cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so – um, just kind of our, our audience always is wondering like mm-hmm. you know how much things cost and you don't have to like give specifics if you don't have them um, but obviously like these I guess we could assume that an elopement or an intimate wedding kind of costs a lot less than your traditional large wedding and that's probably due to like the amount of people you're inviting you're obviously inviting a lot less but is it like I think we, I think we think these weddings cost a lot less than they really do. Like, I think you can mm-hmm. kind of make them cost more. Um, so yeah. Can you, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so I think it really depends again,
2: um, coming back to this on like what you value and what you want to invest in. So right. whereas Uh, You know, when you're thinking about eloping, it sounds a lot cheaper. But if you're doing it pretty intentionally, especially since a lot of elopements involve travel, um, where you kind of like um, lose. You know, you're not spending as much on like table settings or paying for food Mm -hmm. for like 300 people or things like that. But usually couples kind of invest their money into different ways like accommodation, travel, Um, you know, some of the costs are still the same as a wedding, like a photographer um, or getting a bouquet um, or a hair and makeup artist. They're still doing the same work. So I would say for most elopements, like, I mean, you could plan it pretty cheap. Like you could just do it in your living room with a virtual ceremony and, you know, probably spend, you know, 500 bucks on a tire and a little bit of decorations and your, um, like certificate. But I would say that for the most part, people who actually like are planning their weddings probably spend somewhere between 5000 to $15,000, um, okay. again, depending on kind of their value. So like photographers are really big cost. Usually that's somewhere between like 1500 to, you know, if you get up there, kind of like right. 7000 <laughs> you know.
1: Right, right. Because the photographer really is paid on the time they're there. And if you're mm-hmm. having a long elopement day, it's like you have you have to kind of pay your photographer for that time. That's, yeah. That's something too. It's funny cuz I will well, like literally I'll say it right now and I will stand by this next year if for uh-huh. some reason September is when our postponed date is. If for some reason September rolls around and covid's still a thing, god help us all. Um mm-hmm. and we can't <laughs> have our 150 plus person wedding as mm-hmm. planned. I told Mike like we're just we're eloping. And in that case, I would probably just try to use my vendors that I already have, like my photographer, my florist, I'll have her do a bouquet and stuff. That would probably cost a little less because obviously I'm not having her like, you know, decorate all these tables and stuff. But yeah, um, you know, hair and makeup, that kind of thing. So but obviously, I guess the whole day would um, cost less. But that's kind of nice. You can I, I think that's something brides. We had a question about that, actually, from our audience, like, How can I like maybe turn my potential big wedding plans into an elopement? So um, Mm -hmm. those are just some things to think about. I see a lot of because I have a lot
2: of um, brides this year um, who have decided to, um, you know, postpone maybe their big celebration and still elope or just. To mm-hmm. Kind of do an elopement instead. Um, and a lot of them actually do um, try to utilize their same vendors just kind of as, you know, when you picked your vendors for your wedding, they're people, you love their work. And so a lot of times right. if you're local enough, you can reuse them so you don't have to like totally start from scratch. Um, your photographer can come with you, your florist can come with you, your hair makeup artist probably travels. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it makes it a little bit easier. You do have to like refigure out where a lot of people keep the same date, so that keeps it easy, same time frame. Um, right. but it's really easy to kind of reroute. And the biggest thing you're replanning is kind of the timeline, what your day looks like, and then the where um, if your venue isn't like able to accommodate you with a smaller right, group. Right. And you have that- more possibilities. So <laughs> you might not yeah. want to go to the venue anymore
1: you're you're truly making like eloping sound my my wedding planner's going to hear this and be like Nicole please let's not change our <laughs> mind again this is all truly making elopement sound just nice i mean like you customizable and nice um that kind of gets me into some of our audience questions we we answered some of them but we had a ton of just questions around this one of the big ones being related to like inviting people, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, obviously, I think, like you said, a lot of a big common one we see is like people are inviting their immediate families to these elopements, which means obviously a lot of friends and other f- extended family members get cut out of the plans. So, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people I put like three stars next to it because a lot <laughs> of people were like. How do I handle the hurt feelings and the opinions that come with like not inviting people to this? Do you have any yeah. advice for that? I know that I know we're asking a lot of of you but Yeah, of there's... course. Yeah. Um so I think
2: it's definitely it's a hard thing. Um you know, Especially if you have a lot of people in your life, um, it's hard to tell them they can't be with you on such an important day. So, I have kind of like a few tips. I would say the best thing to do is have like genuine conversations. Like, if you can be face to face with someone, or if you can FaceTime them and like talk to them about like why you're doing what you're doing. Most of the mm-hmm. time, the hurt feelings kind of come in just being left out um, and not feeling like appreciated. Um, right. You can also find other ways to include people. So, I will say like being in a pandemic
1: gives people a lot of ex- like good excuses oh, to yeah. kind of uninvite people. But oh, in, if like somebody normal- told me they like cared, if I didn't invite them, I'd be like, hello, we are, do, do you know what we're in? Like this is the <laughs> ultimate excuse. Go on.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So
1: that makes it a
2: lot easier this year. But in normal years, like if you're deciding to elope and not have everybody there, um, you can still kind of find ways to include your loved ones, even if they're not like directly there with you on the elopement. So big things, I know I some questions you kind of um, got about like bachelorette parties and bridal showers Mm -hmm. and things like that Um, And those are really great ways to include people without having them there on your actual wedding ceremony day um, and still help them feel included. Um, You can have a reception later on. Um, You know, that's pretty common this year for people to elope and have their big wedding later on. Um, But even in like, I've had brides kind of in past years, even like elope and then have a Friday night dinner with some of their like, a big group of friends or things like that.
1: Oh, fun. Um, I always love a dinner if you can't. That's like the ultimate go to for me it's like people just have a that's a good question though we had a lot of questions around kind of to this note around etiquette with like your bridal shower and your bachelorette and even like you know having a registry and ask not asking for gifts but just having a registry and people giving gifts do you typically see that like when people have elopement ceremonies, they still have a bachelorette leading up, or even maybe after, or they still have a bridal shower, or do people still get them gifts if they have a wedding registry? Yeah. So it definitely
2: depends on people's personalities. Like I have a lot of, a lot of couples who like to elope, like to um, travel a lot and are really experience based. So a lot of them will use um, like bachelorette and bachelor parties as excuses to like, they'll have their elopement ceremony, the two of them, and then also do a bachelorette trip and a bachelor trip kind of separately. That way they still have like a good experience where they can spend time with those people. Um, bridal showers, that's something we did right before our wedding to invite kind of a wider group of friends, mm-hmm. um, to include people in kind of a less formal setting. Um, I would say with registries, I know me and my husband felt kind of weird cause we were doing something so small. We felt weird kind of like sending out a registry to people. Um, but we just got so many people asking. And I know this has happened with a lot of couples that they just hear a lot of people like, oh, where's your registry? What can I do? Like, how can I, how can I like support you guys? Um, So I definitely recommend doing it. Even if you're eloping, you don't necessarily have to like broadcast it everywhere. Um, Mm -hmm. But if people ask, it's a nice thing. Like you can do honeymoon funds
1: and things like that. Um, I fully mm -hmm. agree with that. I've even now, like we haven't even gotten to our bridal shower or to our wedding or anything yet. And I've already had like my aunts and people be like where's your registry and that's something (laughs) Mm -hmm. we've talked about too it's like the etiquette piece we get so many questions being like well how can I have a bridal shower or a bachelorette if I'm having a small intimate wedding and it's like you still can like a there again there's no rules you could do it after the wedding if that makes sense for you guys you could do it before and b I think your friends will still celebrate you like I know for for sure if I just decided because of you know, the circumstances of our world. If I said to my friends, look, sorry, wedding's off. We're going to have like an intimate wedding instead, f- family only. But when it's safe, I do want to still like celebrate and do a girl's trip bachelorette. They, I know for a fact my friends would be like, yes, I'm here for that. They wouldn't be like, mm-hmm. you know, Nicole, that's not proper etiquette. And if so. you think about it too, like with registry is
2: like, if my friend was eloping, I'd so mm-hmm. want to just like support them or add to right? their honeymoon fund or get them a little gift. Like it feels weird to ask for, but I think if right. you like, think about it in context of others, you're like, oh, they just want to love me. They just want to support me. It's just a way for them to do it.
0: That's
1: a good point. But, and it might, like you said, they might be a little smaller because I know when people, when guests attend weddings, sometimes they'll be like, oh, you know, I have to pay for my my meal or like, you know pay the, the same mm-hmm. amount as my meal would be. Um, so they might be a little something, but still they're going to want to celebrate you getting married. So
2: yeah. definitely. So, yeah. And I yeah. would say too, in terms of just bouncing back a little bit um, to the question about like, including family in your day, um, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. like, if you want to have a few friends or family members on the day, you don't have to have them the whole time. Um, and you can also find ways to include them like remotely, like, especially I know Mm -hmm. COVID, um, a lot of people have been utilizing FaceTime and zoom throughout their ceremonies. Um, you can call your parents, um, after you get ready, if they're like a little bit hurt that they're not going to be there, find ways to still like show them you're thinking of them on the day without having them. Like, especially if you're traveling for an alone and you don't want them to travel to be safe. Um, that's a really good way to like still show them, still have them be part of it. And then the best thing is of like, definitely get a photographer because, you know, that's yeah. how you're going to be able to share it with people and kind of relive it. So Yeah,
1: that's so true. And you're smart for being an elopement photographer because, again, I think <laughs> if a photographer is the one vendor where you're always like, I need photos. I I feel like I need photos like in multiple moments of my life, not just. Yes. <laughs> so I would hire a photographer for a night out if I could really <laughs> love it. Um, but yeah, that's so interesting. Do you ever? We had a lot of people ask Should I keep my elopement a secret from like everyone? Which I, well, think I thought is that kind was of interesting. Romantic. Yeah, I was. Do you ever have that happen where a couple's like, "Look, we're hiring you to photograph our elopement ceremony, but it's a secret." I
2: I haven't had too many, but I have seen some couples um, do that. I had a couple like um, photograph their their reception, and they actually um, eloped in Paris and didn't tell anyone. And at the reception, like played a, like a little slideshow and video of their elopement in Paris, which was such a fun surprise That's for everybody. Cute. Um, so I think if you're doing it intentionally, like it's such a cute idea. Um, I would say definitely still tell your like parents, you know, they might get mad at you if it's a secret. Um, but if you're doing it like as a way to like, just like kind of have something of your own. Um, I think it's really special, but I don't think you have to, I don't think you have to like announce it to the world. um, Yeah. But I don't think it has to be secretive if that doesn't like feel like it adds
1: to the experience for you. Yeah. Again, I feel like that goes back to like how I feel like back in the day, they were more of a secret surprise thing where you Mm -hmm. didn't help people. And now now they're like a planned thing. And as and we see it with people like you who are literally specializing in planning and helping plan elopements. So Mm -hmm. very interesting just how time can change. Yeah, like if you don't
2: have a conversation with everybody, like all your extended family about what you're doing, um, something I've seen that's really cute is people after their elopement um, will send out like we eloped cards to kind of their loved ones and their friends and family, kind of like save the date kind of things. Okay. Um, But just to like recap the experience and like tell their family about it and kind of share some of the experience from the day too.
1: And That's from really a selfish cute. bride's perspective, that probably helps rake in some good gifts, kind of like. Um, exactly. put your registry
2: um, at the bottom. Yeah.
1: That's well, like hint. when, um, back when you were graduating like high school and college and stuff, mm-hmm. I remember we would do like graduation announcements. And I literally remember my mom being like, this is where we'll get the, like your, your money for that. You can in the future. And sure enough, it works. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of on that note, we did have a lot of questions, I guess, more like logistic, logistically. Um, mm-hmm. People were asking, you know, if we planned a normal wedding, but now we want to elope instead. How do we tell everybody? Basically, how do we tell everyone they're no longer invited? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any advice on that.
2: Yeah, um, I've seen people do it a couple different ways because um You know, I had a lot of brides um, with full weddings planned and um, they either, you know, shrunk down or postponed. Um, And what I saw most commonly was like for bigger weddings. um, I think if you have enough people that you can like individually, like give them a call and talk to them and tell them what's going on and why you're doing what you're doing. I think that's the best way to do it to avoid any hurt feelings because I feel like over like text or email, there's a lot of room for like kind of miscommunication Mm -hmm. um, and you want to make sure people still feel like loved and cared for by you. Um, If you have a lot of people, I mean, I have seen people on like, you know, Facebook and social media, like announcing kind of what they're doing, especially if they're kind of sad about having to postpone it um, or cancel their bigger wedding. Um, this is a way to kind of avoid having to like have those conversations over and over again. Um, but just make sure with the really important people that you like, you can also send out like cards or announcements that are like, Hey, we're, um, downsizing. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, thank you so much for being willing to be part of the first celebration, but for safety and everything we're, we're going. I like
1: that wording. Cause we've seen a lot of people who, who have, we've, we've posted like on our Instagram highlights, we have a highlight of like examples from people who have had to uninvite people to the elopement but it always says like we're gonna do a big celebration next year so don't worry like you'll you'll get to save the date for that but but it's interesting like you're like how do I how do I just tell them like this is it because I am sure some couples are like deciding you know elopement that's all no big celebration next year so I like that like kind of wording it like look this is what we're doing in a nice way like but um (laughs) but thank you for being a part of our lives and thank you for being willing to celebrate the first thing. And I think like you said earlier too, like Mm -hmm. a lot of people might attend a live stream, shout out to love stream because we're working with them. (laughs) They're a great live stream service who a couple of us, the the Betches Brides uh, people have used in the past, but yeah, it's like that as long as you're like, you know, letting them know so they don't physically show up. And that's a great idea, day. too, is even, like, sending
2: an updated invitation, like, to a Zoom link and just being, like, you yeah. know, you can still be with us here. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah. We got some questions that were, like, okay, I'm having an elopement. Do you have any extra touches or, like, just ideas for extra touches to make them special or like, I don't know, any little things you could do, anything with the food. We didn't really talk about the food that people (laughs) eat. So so one thing,
2: starting small, like starting on the cheaper side, one thing that's nice about elopements is if you're eloping somewhere, um, you know, where you have options to different food, um, you can do something less formal. Like um, I know this Some people might think it'd be like they really want to provide a nice meal. But if you're not like a huge foodie, like get your favorite pizza spot or get your like we're California. So like I've had people get like in and out for everybody and just do something like a little different um, and just bring in some of their favorite foods. Um, You can also have your favorite like local restaurant cater. You can get like um, them to bring in you know, bigger portions of food, so you can still feed everybody. You can still work with caterers. A lot of caterers, especially now, will um, still cater for smaller weddings. A lot are more flexible Mm -hmm. kind of on like weekdays and things like that. Um, One really fun thing that I've seen um, for elopements where it's like just the couple or just a really small group is to hire like a private chef Um, Especially for couples who are really big foodies um, and have someone like in your Airbnb or in your like um, lodging, hopefully you have a kitchen, um, like kind of make you a personalized meal and share that together too.
1: I love that. That would be (laughs) like if Mike and I like we're not huge foodies, like honestly, we're not like traveling the world for food. Just. Cause yeah, you know, we wish we could be, but, um, <laughs> I feel like if that's what, if we end up eloping, that's what I'll do. Like, that'll be our big event. Like screw the hike. No, no offense to those. <laughs> the- no, you're fine. <laughs> but that would be ours. I, and Mike's that has celiac, so gluten-free. So I would oh, hire like a special gluten-free chef and like <laughs> have them just cook us a whole like 12 course meal of food. That's amazing. Oh.
2: That would be so perfect.
1: And one thing off of what you said too that I want
2: to throw out there is like I specialize in kind of more like outdoorsy adventurous stuff. Um, but if you're eloping, you don't have to like go and hike a mountain or like go on a big adventure. Like there are some really cool ways that you can, um, I guess this kind of crosses over a little bit into like the micro wedding, um, territory, but there's like, um, (laughs) you can, you can get like an amazing Airbnb and stay there with like your closest friends and celebrate like in the backyard of the Airbnb, or you can rent out like, I don't know if um, like Pure Space is one where it's like an evental rental space um, that you can rent for a couple hours um, and you can kind of like decorate the space and make it really cute if you want kind of more of an indoor vibe or a more industrial vibe or something like that too. Um, You don't have to go hiking or go to the beach or whatever.
1: If you do go hiking or something like that, this might be (laughs) Uh a dumb question, but do you have to get like a permit to get married there? Yeah, no,
2: that's a super important question, Um, (laughs) especially as a lot more people elope. Um, I know the parks and a lot of places are starting to get a little overwhelmed and kind of starting to restrict more. But Mm -hmm. most times if you're going outdoors, if you're going in like a state park or national park, um, you will want to get a permit. Usually you need somewhere between like two weeks or 30 days notice um, okay. most places will accept things kind of from six to 12 months in advance if you're really a planner um, but yeah you usually need a permit and the best way to do that is just google like say Yosemite um, mm-hmm. like just google Yosemite wedding permit and it'll have all the info there it'll have a form for you to fill out and they're usually like pretty cheap wow. somewhere between like 50 to I think 400 is the most I've seen
1: okay Okay. And there's no way yeah. to, like, reserve Yosemite, is there? Like, if there's other mm-hmm. couples there, I guess I guess it's big, though, so you can find your own space. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah.
2: yeah, some places um also have restrictions on where you can go just to kind of keep the park pristine or, um, you know, keep people from kind of damaging areas. Um, right. Most of the time, if you're going to go outdoors, you always have risk of other people being there. You can't tell other people to, like, go away. You mm-hmm. hope that people are respectful, but... Um, I mean, <laughs> to yeah, be yeah. honest, people are a little nosy, so um, yeah. no guarantees, but you you can plan for that like time of day. A lot of elopements happen on weekdays to avoid crowds, um, something I definitely recommend if people are considering planning one. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and you can pick locations that aren't super busy. Like if you want a private ceremony, maybe don't head to Taft Point in Yosemite, maybe head again um, right. like, a little bit or find somewhere that's a little um, less known
1: that's a really good point we interviewed um somebody the other day about her engagement and um she was saying like it was kind of it was somewhere in the city and like people just started gathering around and like watching it became like a public event because you don't think about (laughs) Mm -hmm. that when you're like doing something cute and romantic in a public space that people are gonna (laughs) gather and probably take pull out their iPhones Mm -hmm. yeah you might be on YouTube for people like me, I'd be like happy about that. I'd be like, great, yay, viral. <laughs> but I guess other people who want it to be more private. That's really mm-hmm. a good thought to factor in. Um, and then ki- we also had one last audience question. Do you find that couples ever regret having an elopement or versus a large wedding? Or are they typically happy? Because I know, you know, obviously brides are super, they can't decide what to do right now with all the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of people being like, "Are w- will I regret this? Like, will I want to have a large wedding instead? So what's kind of the general consensus? Yeah. So
2: that's definitely tough um,
1: this year because
2: I know a lot of people are kind of forced into it um, as they're trying to figure out like how to get married and everything like that. Um, I will say for the most part, um, every time I finish like an up an elopement day, The couple has just been so thrilled, so happy, really enjoyed the experience, oftentimes more than they even thought they would, um, Mm -hmm. and really kind of valued um, the benefits of eloping. Like, um, that being said, there are a lot of couples um, who really do love all the parts of a big wedding day. Like, the dance floor might be something that's a big appeal or having all your loved ones in one place. I would say the biggest things I probably would consider is, like, if you're not sure what the best option for you is, is um, would you regret not having all your friends and family there? Like, would it be worth postponing to have everybody there? Or if you have just your core people, is that enough for you? Um, Also figuring out, like, if I do this, um, and and one thing too, is like having the elopement and then having the reception later on as a way to, um, you know, kind of have the best of both worlds, not feel like you're missing out on anything but I will say there's something about like allotments and small wedding days that is so special. Oh, sorry. Um, you have, (laughs) there's something that's just so special about, um, like having such a small group and really be able to focus on like you and your partner and spend a lot mm-hmm. of time with the people that are with you or just with your partner. I don't think I've had anyone really regret it. And I think it's just a really like sweet and special experience and a lot lower stress than um, big weddings can be.
1: Right, <laughs> And so. this whole thing is not trying to knock big weddings. Cause I know some yeah. of our listeners, including myself are still having big weddings, but I think it's just seeing both sides. I mean, elopements sound nice. I know one of the, I, if if anybody's going to regret anything, I think we do hear from brides and couples that are like, oh, I spent all this money on a 200 person wedding. It, it was, it was very special, but it was just one day. And a lot of times the brides and the couples say that they kind of had to spend so much time, like going from table to table and being pulled mm-hmm. in different directions and talking to all their guests. So like you said, it's like, these elopement weddings really let you spend time with the people that matter most. I know Sammy, one of our uh, Betches co-founders had a micro wedding and she doesn't regret a second of it. She was like, you know, I got to, it was immediate family. It was some distant family, some of her best friends. And it was really like the people that mattered most. And she mm-hmm. knows it was COVID safe and she got to enjoy being with those people. So
2: and it's, it's really about the personality too. Like for me, I'm pretty introverted and like confessing, mm-hmm. like professing my love in front of like um, a bunch of people, like makes me super nervous and stressed and everything like that. So I yeah. knew that an elopement was like perfect for me. Cause I, my favorite times are just like spending one-on-one with my partner. Right. Did um, you
1: elope before COVID hit? Like, was mm-hmm. that something? Oh, so yeah. you were an <laughs> original eloper. Oh, mm-hmm. I should have asked that when you first mentioned it. Wait. Okay. That's so interesting. Did you guys still do a honeymoon or no? Um, So we
2: had, we did a little small wedding with friends and family. um, And then we read our vows and kind of like went to Hawaii and we're going to do our honeymoon. Um, And then we were going to do a Europe honeymoon because obviously travel is important to us. Mm -hmm. And that was at the
1: end of March. So that didn't happen. Right. (laughs) But eventually. But that's um, such a good point. I mean, you're, like you said, you're you don't want to profess your love in front of 200 people that's that's a good thing to factor in when you're choosing what type of wedding okay so we covered basically literally everything I think you need (laughs) people could ever want about elopements is there anything you think we missed like any last thing or like do you have a number one tip for couples who want to elope anything like that
2: I think Yeah, I think the most important thing is um, a lot of time when people think of elopements, they basically think of them as like glorified photo sessions. And Mm -hmm. my mission this year has been to tell people like, no, that's not what they are. This is your wedding day. Um, Whether you're having to do it because of COVID or it's your choice, like this is an experience that you're going to look back on like for the rest of your life. This is going to be your anniversary. This is a day you commit yourself to your partner. It's a really important day. So give it that value. Um, Even if you're having to kind of do it because of you know the pandemic and things like that. Um, you'll regret it much more, much more if you don't like put some importance into it. Plan a full day. You know, wedding days, like as a photographer, I get booked for weddings typically 8 to 10 hours. Do the same for your elopement day. You have Mm -hmm. a full day to get covered. Fill it with activities. Don't just have a ceremony and smile for some portraits and like go home. Like make it an experience that you're going to like want to brag about, that you're going to want to like look back at photos and um, remember it all. So Mm
1: -hmm. um, yeah, just value it. (laughs) If you have them, that's literally giving me the chills. Like I'm... (laughs) Like now I'm thinking, oh, my God, do, my, do I want to plan like super custom a I don't know.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, thanks.
1: I'm going to get messages from there. your planner. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. No. Now you're changing my mind again. No. But, um, but to be fair, so- like weddings are like really great for some totally.
2: people. A lot of people really, really love them and it fits them. So there's no wrong answer. Neither Neither is like the solution. It's about like what you and your partner want and what feels right to
1: you. One hundred percent. Well, you have been a literal wealth of knowledge on all of <laughs> these the questions we threw at you. So thank you so much. Where can people find you? Because I know you have a lot of great resources on all of this stuff. Yes. Um, so
2: I have a pretty active blog with a lot of kind of like tips um and a little downloadable like PDF guide. Um, and that's all on my website. That's Meg's M-E-G-S Marvels, um, M-A-R-V-E-L-S photography.com. I'm sure you guys can probably like link that in the show notes yes. or something too. Oh yeah. We'll tag. Um and then <laughs> and then I post a lot to Instagram. So that's at Megs underscore marvels. Um, And you can find kind of like some little tips day-to-day there and just some like inspiration for um, elopements and kind of some ideas for what you could do yourself. So those are the two
1: big ones. Your photos from your elopements are gorgeous, like out in mountains and everything. I'm like, get me on the plane (laughs) now. Um, Thank Thank you you again so, so much for sharing your knowledge with us. And um, yeah, till death do us part. (laughs) Thank you, Nicole.
0: Betches.